Hello, this is Lori Koppelman. Thank you for joining us for the 20th episode of the Clutter Chronicles podcast, One Woman's Journey Through Stuff. The Clutter Chronicles podcast is an ongoing conversation with Mary, who describes herself as a recovering hoarder. Mary lets me ask her anything I want to help me understand how she got here and how she is going about the recovery process. Last time, we finished up my momentous visit to Mary's house. We had set a goal at the beginning of our podcast to let me into her home. Today, we debrief how that visit went for each of us. It's been a while since we've we've recorded anything. Um, We've had some texting, we've had some emailing. A little bit of phone chatting, but really, we haven't talked about me coming to your house much. Mm-hmm. So we're we're going to talk about that because um, it was really weird. Mm-hmm. I think it was really weird for both of us. That's what we we did email a little bit about of how um, off we both felt. Mm-hmm. And I'll start by sharing my my side of it a little bit, and then I absolutely want to hear what it was like for you. Um, I was super hyper aware about the background stuff. Like, um, is the microphone picking this up on my phone? Um, this is really weird. I wonder if I, I, can people tell what's happening here? I have to describe stuff, right? Because this is visual for us, but it's audio for them. And so I got really in my head about that stuff. And then later I noticed afterwards course because I reflect on things afterwards um that my I had an agenda that came into play and it wasn't just about being with you and being curious it was about oh my god she's got this inspection coming I gotta help I gotta swoop in and help and that went awry for me and I'll have to ask you how it was for you because I don't really know um, but when I listened to it later and thought, oh, yuck, why did I even go there? Um, so I had a lot going on in my brain while while we were there. Um, and it just felt kind of messy for me. Mm-hmm. Messy in my, uh, I was out of my element totally. We weren't just sitting in this neat little studio having this clean conversation just you and I we were walking room to room and going through stuff and there's stuff going on with you and your pets <laughs> that was different mm-hmm. than anything else we had ever done mm-hmm. it was it was like real life mm-hmm. in in the midst and that was a whole lot different experience than let's sit down at a chair and mm-hmm. let's just talk about this thing that's out there we were in it mm-hmm. and that was that was wild for me. Um, I have no idea what it's going to come off across uh, like for anyone else um, because it was so different to be there than to listen to about, about being there. But that was just some of my initial reflections to you about how, how that felt for me. But that's minor in the scheme of things is how, how was it for me. But I just wanted to start off with that because... I'm trying to be super authentic about my shit, and I had some shit going on that day, and I came across a, a great quote from one of my favorites. We've talked about her, Brene Brown, just the last couple of days, um, a recovering perfectionist, 
And I love that we're calling you a recovering harder. Well, I, I, I would call myself a recovering perfectionist. So I feel better when I can open something and just come clean mm-hmm. with my stuff. And then I feel like, ah, okay. Now I don't have to pretend. Right. And so that was my shit <laughs> about that. And now yep. this is just for anyone who's listening. That was a couple weeks ago. I think it was a couple weeks ago yesterday. Or was it even it three just, weeks ago? No, two just, weeks? It was just a week ago Wednesday, wasn't it? A week ago yesterday? Mm-hmm. No. No, it's two weeks. Has it been two weeks? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I, I'm, my calendar has blown up, so I have no idea what's going on. Time has been really weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it has been, I believe, I'm almost sure it's been over two weeks. And that's a long time for us to go, um, typically, in the stretch without talking right. much, right. let alone recording. I mean, we're trying to do most of it live because every time we start talking, I think, oh, my God, this is great. I, I want to record this, so then yeah. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> um, so it's, it's been a long right. time for this monument. I mean, really, truly, we got together in July and said, what would that be like if that was our goal to get together? And then two weeks go by and we don't right. even talk about right. it. Did right. we need that long to process? Now, I know you said you had your calendar blew up. Mm-hmm. But I might have needed to distance myself. Yeah, that it seems like that probably was a need, too. A, a run, a runaway kind of thing. But it, you also have to keep in mind that things snowballed. So we had the um, inspector, inspection, and then now we are having the um, next, so number three, impending doom. We're having the... Um, the furnace guy come. So, it, I'm 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 just leaping from one disaster to the next. <laughs> so I just don't I don't have time to think, and um, I recognize that that um, this could be a dangerous time if I don't stop and think. I recognize that I could plow through this, um, but. I just, I'd picked up some temp jobs and, and it was all good. So it wasn't like I'm, I'm not running away, mm-hmm. but I did need to distance myself from it. So, mm-hmm. and and what's really interesting and, and one thing that keeps coming to me is there's, I don't know if you ever um, have had this, but let's say you need to be somewhere and you have been doing laundry and you realize that if you could just get one more load in or one more dried before you left you'd be ahead of the game per se yet you'll be late if you do it there's this energy that I have when I'm in that kind of predicament that I won't have when I come home when I come home do I want to do that laundry no do I want to pick up where I left off no it's the energy of anticipation or maybe anxiety of trying to be the next place, but it wakens me up. It's like it gives me oxygen, and I and I try to tap into that. But at the same time, it's what used to get me in trouble. It's how I would get I'd be late for things because I'd be like, "Well, I, I'm sorry. I try to do too many things," and so um, I call it. Uh, uh, well, it, it's not like I've coined this term, but it's disobedience. It's like you have a a planned time to be somewhere yet you don't you and you've agreed to it yet you don't keep up on your end of the bargain and i always had this excuse because my house was a mess 
you, if you only knew, if they only knew what I was struggling with, if they only understood what um, I battle, and that for some reason those five minutes, I'm I'm actually getting more done in those five minutes than I would in the five minutes after. Maybe they'd excuse me for being late. And the reason I bring this up is um, there is something I'm trying to tap into, and it's almost like. I, I think of it as like through the looking glass. There is a, there is a alternate life that I could have, and I get glimpses of it. And I only seem to have the energy for it when I don't have the time to tackle it. Hmm. And it is this frustration of, oh, I really could have gotten rid of five hundred items today, but no, I'm busy. No, that's not true. I'm really fighting this. But there's this energy I have when I run off to these temp jobs or whatever, and I'll think, but right now I have this energy. I could be doing that. And so I'm trying to conjure up how I can create that energy on a daily basis without it being disobedience. Hmm. And when you... When I invited you to my house, it's because I'm trying to catch this monster off guard. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm figuring this monster out, and um, I'm tired of it being in control. And so to have you come was the accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And anything else was icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. And that weirdness that you felt is me not being comfortable in my own skin in my own house, period. It's probably how I feel anyway, but then to have someone observe it makes it alive. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's like the absurdity of the whole thing is so clear when someone's looking at it from outside of this lifestyle. And I... I, at, at two moments, I could say, wow, I can really tap into that energy while someone's looking at it and utilize it, but at the same time, it's so devastating that I could fall apart. So it might be um, that there's, there's, there's what you were, re- what you were re- experiencing, that weirdness, I've, heard, I've felt it. I've, I've, I know it. Mm-hmm. My husband experiences it and you just got whacked with it (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe i i honestly think more of it was my own thing um worrying about how is this going to come across to in quotes our listeners Mm -hmm. we don't have any listeners right now (laughs) we hope someday that people are going to listen to this but right now we're recording this without knowing where this is going right and i was out there worrying about that um maybe because it was weird to be there i don't know i mean maybe Mm -hmm. it's it's because it's a monumental moment it was a monumental moment and i wanted to be sure that we weren't going to get that lost right because this is what we had been shooting for and, oh, my God, what if my phone isn't picking up when right. you walk away from me? Right, you right, were walking right. away from yeah, me. I'm sorry, yeah. No, right. it was not to be sorry about. That was the, the nature of being in a room right. where you're trying to show me stuff. But right. my head is thinking, 
how is this coming across in the recording? Suddenly you're understanding how movies are made. (laughs) (laughs) So I couldn't be present with you. And I think we talked about this, or else I said it to someone else. I don't know. But I said, I wish we could have been hooked up to mics, Mm. pressed record, and not worried about length of this, sound of that, quality of anything. I think I could have been more present with you. Mm -hmm. But I I was dangling off into... Um, the other, the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I honestly do think that's that was the problem okay. for me. Mm-hmm. That part of it, mm-hmm. that part of it. The other part of it, the agenda part, was something else. And that, if you wouldn't have had an appointment looming, mm-hmm. I don't know what would have happened. I don't mm-hmm. think I would have swooped in to try to save the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that appointment, I thought that really stepped that. This is a different game mm-hmm. now. This isn't Lori showing up and see it's this. Panic. This is like, oh my God, mm-hmm. she's got an appointment in a couple of days mm-hmm. or a week. I don't remember. I think it was a it, it was a week. week. It was a week after that, and your greatest fear could come true that you get reported, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And how can I be here and not mm-hmm. help? Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't the point. The mm-hmm. point was that you were ready to show me. And we had always said all along, wouldn't that be the greatest thing? And Mm -hmm. I didn't recognize that in the moment. I wanted to push through that and get to, let's get some shit done. But, but what, what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is what you, okay. If this monster is a monster, the effect it has on me is to make me a hoarder. Mm -hmm. And the effect it has on you is what it happened. So it's just, that's your reaction to the monster, period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, you came in with all these ideas, forgetting it's a monster. Mm-hmm. So it's going to derail whatever it is you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the beauty of this thing. And um, the enormity of it is what probably knocked you over. Yeah. And um, in discussing this with people, because I have been, um, no one believes me. They don't believe what? They don't believe I'm a real hoarder. They oh. they really, they poo-poo it. They, because, well, look, she's dressed. She combs her hair. Well, it, it, it's funny, but it's deceiving. And I'm, some, I'm like a functional alcoholic. I'm a functional hoarder. And think of how much energy it takes to pretend I'm okay. And to actually be... Um, emerging from this and I am okay. I mean, it, 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 I just keep thinking when these bricks are untied from my feet, what will I be able to Mm -hmm. do? And it, it, and it's so maddening because I'm the one that's keeping it. Mm -hmm. So go on. Well, I think you're right. I think the enormity of it was was a big, 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 big factor. Who functions like that? And, and you know, you're the first, and I, and I get it because I've done it for others, your first instinct is to help. Mm-hmm. Is let's roll up our sleeves, let's get going. And, and then you get in the nitty-gritty and then you see how murky it is and sticky it is and how it's not that clean, that cut and dry. And um, it... I've seen so many people come and get defeated. <laughs> my husband, my friends. I've talked about one in a podca- podcast where he came and rolled in his sleeve, and in 10 minutes he gave up and left. Right. And um, so I'm the one that's driving this ship 
and um, I'm also the one that's pouring the water in it. <laughs> the sinking ship. <laughs> but and and that's I, that's what we're capturing right now. And and what's really interesting about this whole ordeal, because I've been I've been um, I guess I can't think of the word, but um, evaluating where we're at. It's embarrassing because this is very vulnerable and who does this? <laughs> who, who would say, listen, I'm all messed up. Why don't you come join me and let's document it. And at the same time, I have such a passion to help other people. But also, I think it's the, it is the key to getting me out of this. And... I had a discussion with you or someone, I can't remember, where I said, who do you know who is a recovered hoarder? Who are these people who used to be hoarders? I'd like to meet them. Are there such a thing? Because what I see are people who come in, take their stuff away. What happens to them a month later? What happens inside? And so the answer in the real world, the normal everyday world is clean this up and then we'll deal with what's going on. And I I think that that is like saying, cut your hair and everything will look fine. You know, clean yourself up and we'll figure, figure out your life. And <clears throat> it, 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 it just occurred to me while I, while I was going through this, I don't know anyone who's, who survived hoarding. Doesn't mean it hasn't happened, mm-hmm. but who talks about it? Mm-hmm. So we have the people who are not talking about it who are hoarders, and the people who may have recovered. Where are these people? We know they're everywhere. So it, it's it's it really uh, that Gremlins idea from Brene is huge because it's like these little monsters are are. Well, they're not happy at my house because I'm 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 on to them. Mm-hmm. And then they brought you, <laughs> and then they heard you say, "What do you need me to do? I'll help." Mm-hmm. So I, I I guess I'm going in circles, but my point is, we are we're capturing this this struggle that. It seems like all I could do is change my mind and it's gone. And that seems like such an easy answer. And why, why, why? Even while, you know, being vulnerable, even while spilling my heart to this podcast, I can't change. You asked who does this? Mm-hmm. Who lets someone in? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you who. <laughs> someone really brave. <laughs> Really brave, and I I left there and then reflected and, and you know we we had a couple emails and I thought I didn't say that that day that you were so brave. Mm. Oh my God, who does that? <laughs> Hardly anyone because there's so much fear and you you weren't letting that rule you. You were probably really afraid that day, mm-hmm. but you still let me in, and that was very brave. So, so we really accomplished what 
we set out to accomplish. Yes, we did. So I think this is the aftermath <laughs> and um, what happens next kind of thing. Um, and I, I think that when, some, when I've faced up to something big and um, awkward and unpredictable like that, I retreat. And I think it's interesting because I've maintained um, being um, productive in my retreat. I think my uh, typical self would be to spin spin my wheels and, and I would say, oh, I'm working on the house or whatever. And I just wouldn't have made much progress. Maybe, maybe I would have. I'm having more and more bursts of energy to just toss stuff. So maybe, maybe I could have channeled that awkwardness into that but I've just been too busy mm-hmm. and it, it I just know that when I stop being busy I'm not going to be as productive as I I think I could be right now so it just, it's just frustrating it's, mm-hmm. it's this 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 in-between world that I'm trying to get into and it also just occurred to me while we're talking that we are not talking in retrospect of this being over, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. And what that might mean for our conversation is, we who knows? Messy. Mm-hmm. So when I said I was getting all caught up in how is this coming across, because, yeah, we're just we're looking one step ahead of us mm-hmm. and talking about this, not knowing the right way to do it. <laughs> We're just doing it. Right. And so to expect that some of that could could maybe not be linear or right. um or perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe the sound didn't carry. Oh well. Mm-hmm. Oh well, mm-hmm. right? So what? Who cares? We're we're, we're doing it regardless. Mm-hmm. You with what you're dealing with and me with, with, with this thing, mm-hmm. my side of it, mm-hmm. we're, we're just doing it anyway. Right. And I love that. I absolutely yeah. love that. It, it's a, it's a learning experience in itself, that yeah. part of yeah. just going with it. And they, there's a, a suggestion that when you're, when you don't know what to do, you're supposed to do what's, what's in front of you. You know, look around and see what's needed in front mm-hmm. of you. Could that be, um, a person could it be um, the dishes? Could it be whatever? And I, I, I think what happened when I invited you over is I thought, how many times am I going to clean this kitchen? How many times am I going to pretend that I have a clean house? And how many times am I going to talk to her about this hoarding? <laughs> I'm tired of this. And so I text you, I think, and I said, I want you to come over, and then you about fell over. Mm-hmm. And then additional impending dooms came about. I had no idea that there was going to be an inspection. Mm-hmm. So it would have been different, and I'm actually grateful that I text you before I knew impending doom was coming, because then I couldn't give myself at least the understanding or or the permission to recognize I need help before um before knowing impending doom was coming it was a it was a real plea that I I need to take the next step whatever that is and I don't know what that is but it, with knowing that there's someone coming to inspect the house it would be a logical thing 
well, I'm going to have someone here. It's going to be hell. You might as well come and see it while we have it. So I beat that mm -hmm. little bastard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> you hardly ever swear. I know. <laughs> Not that I consider bastard a swear word, but for right. you, it, uh, that was something. It was a good word uh -huh. for what I meant. <laughs> you did so yeah how was the reality of me coming different than the idea of me coming was there a difference yeah um as i'm taking closer steps to this end result of freedom um i would say my thoughts are more logical and <laughs> It's it's hard to explain what I mean by that, but I'm just I'm maybe I'm able to make decisions quicker and faster and more logical. And woo I know. And somehow I had the house ready the night before. I wasn't. I mean, you came and met me. I I thought I might have a few minutes to maybe tidy up some last thing. What difference would it have made? But in my mind, it would have mm -hmm. made me feel better. And um, it's quite an accomplishment because I am someone who would vacuum and tell the moment you're walking in the door because I had so much to do and not enough time to do it in. And I, I really think it's because, um, in, in doing these podcasts and then re-listening to them, it's like looking in a mirror and it's like saying, what the heck, Mary, what are you doing? And um, I think subconsciously, my brain is changing. Like I'm, I'm it's almost like biofeedback. Mm -hmm. Like it's saying, um, not not smart to do that anymore, is it? <laughs> and um, you we can don't get have time for that. Of it maybe yes. a little bit, right? And observe, right? And and maybe they do this in some kind of therapy where they interview people and then let them listen to themselves. I think it's a brilliant idea, and I should be a millionaire for it. <laughs> but um, it it it's kind of like calling a spade a spade, and um, there's no hiding from it. And I just hope that you know if it's helping me, it maybe it will help someone else. And I I think the the biggest step we made was recognizing that when I met with you this summer that we don't wait until this, this is over. We record while it's happening. Mm -hmm. And what that means is I have hope that it's going to not happen at some point. Like I'm going to be done with this chapter of my life. I mean, if in 10 years you contact me and I'm still talking like this, something else is wrong. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 I need a, a linear, um, rule of what's going on. And I know that we started this in September, so I figure November, not that big of a deal, but April, I better have some kind of, you know, progress here, like a room or two back and left to my own devices this could have gone on for another 10 years. And and so 
this monster is um, being ripped to shreds as, as I can. So I, I, I'm kind of rambling, but there were so many accomplishments just by having you come that I'm very pleased with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm pleased with the glimpse of hope that I have in, in my behavior, that I'm able to make decisions, um, throw out mail while it's coming in, not bring in mail. Um, just certain things that I'm giving myself permission to say, you can throw that out. So that seems, um, because you said earlier, I don't remember when, but one of our conversations, you said that it's, it's indecision. It's Mm -hmm. being stuck and indecisive. Mm -hmm. And if you are saying right now, you're being more decisive, Mm -hmm. that's the progress. It's ramping up. And it went from zero for many years of zero mm-hmm. or even negative right. to now if if it's if it's one to a hundred, I'm probably maybe at a ten or twenty. So I got a long ways to go. But I was at zero for many years and I was letting stuff go while functioning at zero. And then there's no real um confidence in my decision making mm-hmm. it's more of well i have to let it go because they say i do because <laughs> mm-hmm. this is what a normal person would do externally driven right instead of right internally so when these people were coming to this um do this inspection um <clears throat> The lights were on in my, in my, like all the cobwebs were falling out of my head. I was just like, why do I have this anymore? All these things need to go. And, um, I collected them, um, in one spot in the garage and had to hide a lot of it in my car (laughs) because it's, I want it gone, but the inspector's coming and I don't have time to get rid of it. So I'm in this kind of um, limbo of things that I don't want back in the house because I don't want them to stay, and they need to go to Goodwill or wherever. And meanwhile, I worked this temp job and found someone who wants to buy my stuff. So now I'm in a true limbo, and I'm just going to open up the garage and say, let's go through it. And I've never felt that confident to do that. Hmm. So, And she's someone who um, is from the world of resale. So she, she's what I'm trying to get out of. And I know I have treasures in that she'll, that she'll love. So she'll give me some money. I'll give her some goodies. It'll get out of my house. Mm-hmm. So it might actually happen on Friday. We're planning for Friday. Mm, that's good news. Yeah. That's really good news. Um, so how did the inspection go? Is there much to say on that? Is that another conversation? Cause we've it's probably another conversation. We've been going now, um, a little chunk, yeah. a good chunk, I would say. Yeah. Um, and I, I have questions about how your spouse reacted because you had told him ahead of time. So okay. maybe, maybe we stop here and we'll we'll start up again. Okay. And, and catch up on that. Good. And that ends today's chronicle. That felt really good to process through the big visit. 
I was so moved by Mary's comment about how much energy it takes to pretend she's okay. I think that applies to a lot of us for a lot of different reasons. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and you can help support the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com. We appreciate any and all contributions to this project. It isn't a show without my brother Michael Koppelman's gorgeous music. You can find his music and more on lowlife.com, L-O-L-I-F-E.com. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned to find out what happens next on Clutter Chronicles.